faces, heels, and tweeners. Sunday night's main event proudly brings to you the East Coast podcasting champions of the world, Brad the Dad and Greg Father Feltham, your smack daddies. Hello, friends, and welcome to your first SmackDown review of 2024. I am Brad the Dad, and running shotgun with me is my tag team partner, Greg Furious Father Feltham. Bless you, my son. Uh, you're not furious about the wrestling tonight. You just had some dock issues to start our night. I am having uh, a lot of dock issues. These dock issues I don't think will be fixed with a little blue pill. um but uh no i'm uh i'm having some technical challenges here tonight my my macbook didn't want to play nice with my monitors and my setup so i'm uh i'm having to uh reroute things a couple of different ways so brad we're we're half hour late it's all me so i apologize my friend dude i thought you were going to give me some good news saying that we're starting 2024 with our first ever sponsor but uh we're not going to plug them because if they're not giving me money i'm not talking about uh, any little blue pills or blue things you should chew although we are the blue brand maybe that should be our goal for 2024 is to get uh some sort of blue sponsor uh sure as long as we don't have to give testimonials ourselves (laughs) um then uh we're probably okay but do we get free samples uh, um, do, do we? I don't know if I need free samples. Maybe you do, Brad. Um, uh, listen, I'm not saying I do or I don't, but man, wouldn't it be great to get free samples of like maybe it's Labatt's Blue that is our sponsor, and we get free uh, we get free beer. Maybe it's um, I don't uh, know. There's like so many blue brand jokes to be made. Oh, I, I, I you know what? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get uh, things thrown at me when I uh, when I'm out in public after I say the next thing that I'm gonna say. But as you say, Labats, I went to the Thunderbirds game last week, um, and I had one of their Thunder Brews, which was really an Alexander Keith's in a can. Oh my god, I forgot how much I hate Alexander Keith's beer. Oh, they're oh, bad. I it's so bad. I have so I actually have Blue and Keith's still left over from the bishop's party and i've been giving them away as people come to visit me and uh surprisingly no one's come back to visit me yeah that does not surprise me so keats is the local beer here in halifax and it's not that it's it's not that it's bad it's just not good either I, i'm not even sure i would say that it's not bad it's just it's terrible <laughs> oh man uh, I'm not going to say anything because, like, if I've given the option, I'll pick pretty much anything else. That was pretty much how I decided. My friend Nathan was visiting over Christmas, and we saw each other. And th- everybody else is getting the burger um, special, which comes with a beer. And I was, and then the lady's like to the person next to me, he's like, "You can get a burger and fries, and it's like ten bucks or twelve bucks, and it comes with a beer." And she said, "It's either Keats or Blue." And I looked at, I started smirking. I was like, "I and I'll have anything else on the menu because, yeah, like." That seems like, is that a reward? I get a free beer with my meal, or is it a punishment? Yeah, no, no thanks. So, Greg, speaking of break, I don't think, can we pull back the curtain? We haven't seen each other or done a podcast since the uh, marathon that we did for yeah. the best of and worst of. Yeah, that's uh, that's a long time ago. Um, this is the longest I think we've gone without seeing each other, and I, I I don't even know how long, Brad. Yeah, it was crazy. So 
my Christmas got sidetracked because my uh, work partner who does some of my work um, was sick until his first day back at work in person was Thursday or was Friday today. Yeah. Which is, and he was missing since the 22nd of December. Yeah. So COVID, COVID sucks. Yeah, and then we had a relatively quiet Christmas because my son wasn't feeling well, um, and so we kind of just stayed close to home. And then as New Year's came around, and then, of course, we had a hockey tournament in there as well, so, you know, we we did that. Um, but then as New Year's comes around, uh, pulling back the curtain even more, I was, like, deathly ill yesterday. I got this gastro bug that, oh. that I'm, my kid brought through the house, um, so like, I, I'm still not like at a hundred percent. I'm not even close to a hundred percent at this point, but yesterday, not a word of a lie. I slept at least 18 hours, like the, the whole day I spent in bed. Um, when I wasn't tossing my cookies, I was in bed asleep. Yes. Uh, version Norwalk. <sighs> yeah. Norwalk S that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it wasn't fun. Uh, all of us kind of got it, uh, went through the house relatively quickly. Um, so far, I've eaten, I think, three slices of, of bread, a banana, and uh, a bowl of soup in the last two days. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Norwalk is the worst. I So, I, I probably have told the story. If I have, you can, hit, you can just wave at me. But we had a case of Norwalk when James was in preschool. And to this day, it is like the pre-COVID story because this parent takes their kid who they know is not feeling well to the, to the daycare slash like preschool program, which had child, which had childcare involved. And so the kids kind of squirmish the whole day. All the kids get ready together to go outside and play. And as they're all coming back in and undressing and getting their winter gear off, the kid spews. Yeah. See, okay, so that kid goes home, and then within the next twenty four hours, everybody gets sick in the daycare because it's, Nor- it's the way Norwalk is; it's airborne. And to this day, it is the smallest miracle because James- it didn't start showing up in James. I guess because this was the Friday, we all start getting sick on James is the first one sick on Sun Saturday evening, and Trez is grandparents are visiting uh at the uh, trez's parents and her grandmother who is an, a lady of in her early, late 80s now instead of her late 90s as she is now of days but yeah the fact she didn't get sick is just a small i was like imagine that's how we kill the poor old lady is she gets norwalk from from the cute kid it's like yeah thank goodness it didn't happen there's still a stain on my hardwood and the next day became known as the wor- family's worst day because we all are then sick by the middle of Sunday and Trez and I are lying in bed having those beautiful husband and wife conversations of, are you able to get up and help our puking children or am I crawling out of bed to fix this? Yeah. yeah. And we were all done. And the worst part about it was the kid who got fixed first was James and my hopeless extrovert is there jumping on the beds of the three sick introverts. Why are you guys still in bed? This is all gone. It's like, this is not gone, buddy. And yeah. to this day, my favorite, my father-in-law, God rest his soul, came to the house with boxes of crackers and Gatorade and literally opens the door. I'm leaving it here. 
put your thunk on the floor and whispers out as he wants nothing to do with this. So we ended up actually getting a Walmart delivery middle of the day yesterday, just left on our front step of, you know, like, uh, you know, bread and bananas and like that brat diet type thing, just to make sure we had all the stuff we needed. But it was just like, uh, what a shitty way, pardon the pun, to start off 2024. Well, on the plus side, we didn't start off 2024 with, you know, watching three hours of Raw. At, you know, that's that's fair. That's that's very fair. I did turn on a little bit of Monday Night Raw this week because um, I I don't I don't. Uh, oh, I ended up uh, I was actually at the airport Monday night. So when I came home from the airport, I had to pick up my um, I don't even know what she is to me. It's but anyhow, some some relation on my wife's side. Uh, she needed a ride to, or she needed to be picked up at the airport. So I said, oh, New Year's night, I'll go out and get you. It's fine. I actually brought her out on Christmas night to catch a flight out with her boyfriend out to Ontario and she flew back on New Year's night. Um, so yeah, when I, I picked her up and I dropped her back to her place and I got back home here and I flipped on the TV here and then I get to, uh, I'm just watching away, watching away on Raw and I'm like, uh, who is this? Who's this person? Who is this returning champion we're going to get to see? And then I am busting a gut, literally laughing at Jinder Mahal's music playing as he comes out as the returning WWE champion. That was such a great, great um, segment. I loved every minute of it. Oh, and then, yeah, and The Rock piece afterwards, which is great. Yeah, well, whatever. Hey, listen, The Rock was great. It, I'm very happy that he did that. You know, on Monday, if they had done that tonight, Jinder might have gotten a big, he's a Canadian boy out here in Vancouver. He might have got himself a, a very good reaction. Oh, he would have. He starts I talking so. about America like that, Greg. Yeah. Um, which, you know what? This conveniently ties right into our SmackDown because uh, we, if you didn't know that that happened on Monday, you did after about five minutes of SmackDown. Multiple times you learned about that on SmackDown. All right, Greg, where are we in our adventures of SmackDown? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let me double check my notes here, Bradley. I know that we are airing live from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Because if you don't add Canada at the end, how will people know, Greg? That's very true. It's episode 1,272. Which is taking place again for Vancouver and is starting with a recap from Monday Night Raw. So, Greg, new year, and I'm trying a new rewind sound effect. Sounds good. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, and that's our rewind for our Monday Night Raw rock return with all of the antics. And then Roman Reigns is arriving at the arena. He gets approach for a comment and he said and he laughs was the joke on us with this opening like why did we need this yeah i don't think we did that's the funny part with all this oh boy okay so match number one of the night kevin owens is heading to the ring and he's going to wrestle santos escobar did kevin always have those effects I never know. I, I fast forwarded to the entrance, so I I didn't catch this the the effects. What what did I miss? Okay, oh, pardon as me. Brad, as I cough into the mic, tried it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let me let me stall for a minute while you catch your breath while cracking your mics there. Well, I was having my mics and because I was I was like 
needed to hit the cough button. I was like, oh, I moved my controller too far away. Anyways, yeah, it was just one of those things where he had a brick wall that the KO went through. And I was like, that, he looks like, it's like a Kool-Aid man effect. This is this a fat guy joke? Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if that's a fat guy joke or if it's a Kevin Owens, um, I don't know if it's Kevin Owens persona. So I think I'm okay with it. But if it was Vince doing it, I would say fat guy joke. Okay. We'll go, we'll let it slide this time. All right. We have poor Santos coming out with Angel and Humberto. And And no mask. And no mask. But the other guys and, are dressed up in suits, kind of like they're members of uh, Legato del Fantasma. I was going to say, you also noticed that Angel and Humberto lost their name, last names again? Yeah, they're no longer the Garza cousins. They're, yeah, just, they're just Angel and yeah. Humberto. Yeah. Okay, I got a very serious question. Okay. Is it racist of me? to wonder if just randomly replacing two Mexican tag a Mexican tag team as your sidekicks with another Mexican tag team as your sidekicks as if they're interchangeable parts is that racist uh it certainly doesn't have the best look on it i will say that it was almost as if i felt like if angel and humberto weren't already on the roster and they just found two random guys I would definitely be making jokes about did Santos roll up to the Home Depot down in Tijuana and pick up two random guys. No, that's <laughs> definitely where I crossed the racist line, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's where you go. Okay, it was just weird that they literally were doing like handshakes as if they were, they just make all of these guys that are part of the luchador culture interchangeable. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do here. No, it's weird. It is totally weird. Like, if they were feuding over the LWO name, this would make sense. And it it starts off even worse because before we get the match going, Logan Paul comes out. Yeah, and this is when I'm thinking to myself, God, I hope James is watching this. Oh, uh, he is not watching it. He's over actually just a room over watching the basketball game. So... If you hear any random cursing in the background, that is the Raptors losing. But we go from that to having the LWO come out, uh, Cruz and Del Toro just cleaning house. What the hell? Like, so there was no reason to have not the Garza brothers come out because it wasn't going to matter other than it gave Kevin Owens an ability to come in, hit a kick a uh, cannonball and a frog splash and almost basically make this match like I if you were, that would have been the end of the match I would have been like yeah okay that's what we're doing I, I do you know what At the, I was thinking the same thing myself I was like how nice would this be um, for that to be the end of that match and, and honestly you could have had um, I'm sure there are people out there who would have been pissed with something like that a very quick match but you could have put something else on this card tonight as well and it would have been absolutely fine if Owens was legitimately hurt that would have been the way to work around this when we come back for the commercial the, the hindering action is happening but the crowd doesn't care they're chanting Logan Paul sucks Kevin Owens counters uh, a dive uh, so, off top so, rope this, I don't know if you're watching the US feed or the Canadian feed. I was watching the Canadian feed. The first time that they do the Logan Paul 
uh, chance uh, Logan Paul sucks. Logan Paul stands up. The audio cuts completely on the Sportsnet feed. Was there anything on the American feed? No, it's just Logan Paul sucks. Logan Paul sucks. Oh. There wasn't any cursing or anything. I mean, right around the time that Owens catches San- Santos with the uh, atomic drop off the top rope, and then eventually hits a brain buster, a super brain buster. Or that weird fisherman buster from the top rope that leads to the second commercial. There was nothing the crowd was saying in any of that. It was just, I don't know. It was like, okay, so I have a picture, which I'll put up there. So I posted twice. And the first time I got blocked when I tried to post in our group. And the first one was, oh, just, I took the screen grab. It wouldn't let me say, uh, so I first said said the joke about SmackDown being new year but the same same start recap to start friday night smackdown so i could fast forward and catch up and then the one it blocked was it was a new year but the same smackdown got to start with a recap and allowing me to fast forward and catch up that facebook put a gave me the red exclamation point of you're not allowed to pass that i think it's because i put smackdown in there the first time oh man like I sometimes with the posting rules, the trigger were rules on on Facebook are weird. Yeah, that that's not us. Okay, that's not us blocking you. That is just no. like because this is I'm not mentioning that because like I have think I have some level of moderator uh, posting or pre-approved posting, and nope, can't do it. So, anyways, Kevin Owens is back. They're back after commercial. Escobar, I mean Escobar hits a pretty sloppy frog splash. There is. A uh, rolling senton from the middle, which looks great, but out of nowhere, Owens hits the stunner, and our two commercial break match ends with Kevin Owens versus winning his match and qualifying for a match for the U.S. title at the Royal Rumble against um, our would-be champion Logan Paul. Greg, before we get to the Logan Paul promo, this was a good match, not a great yeah. match, but a good match. Yep, yeah, it was. Uh... It was definitely a, um, a a good match here. Um, there was some some definitely some high points here. Uh, Kevin Owens on the top rope. Uh, I, I love cutting to commercial. I think it was the first commercial um, where uh, Corey Graves tells him, you know, you really shouldn't have Kevin Owens near the top rope because if you do, stuff like this is going to happen. And then he does that slam down off the top rope. Like, um just timed so so well so there was a, a couple little fun spots in this match i really enjoyed um but and yeah logan paul was good on commentary like he he was having his jokes about kevin owens and yeah he was yeah, great it, then he turned right serious towards kevin owens at one point on that commentary um kevin uh, uh logan paul surprised me because it really Logan Paul's a guy you just want to go up and slap right across the face. He's like, have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother and the whole slap bet thing? That's yep. what I feel like with with uh, Logan Paul, right? Um, so it's, it's yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about him. And he certainly didn't help himself with his post-match. He talks about the a Canadian wanting to win the U.S. title. That's like the Canucks wanting to win the Stanley Cup. And... The crowd I booed. Popped. I know, I but I laughed out loud as, as I think it's them and the Jets who have not won a Stanley Cup out of the Canadian franchises. 
Uh, oh, you can, the Ottawa Senators, this version has not, but the original Ottawa Senators did. Yeah. Uh, and I know the Flames have and the Oilers have. Uh, and the Leafs have it in a long time, but they have. Well, I mean. Not since TV went from black and white to color, but they have one. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Canucks have not. You're right. And the Winnipeg uh, Jets. I know the Jets have not won. Poor Jets. And the Jets have not? Yep, Jets have not won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Jets have not, I was going to say, Ottawa Senators, but again. Um, a previous yeah. Ottawa Senators franchise, not the current one. But yeah, it's... And and we we all know how it it turned out when Vancouver didn't win and the riots happened because yeah. So will the people be rioting in the street at the Royal Rumble because Kevin Owens will Kevin Owens prevent a Canadian riot because he'll come through and bring the title back to Canada? Uh no. Yeah, me neither. I I think this is the long term program is something with Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Yeah, against who is the question? Yeah, it's like we, he needs a really good baby face for that match. And I, if you told me Kevin Owens was going all the way to WrestleMania, I could see that. But yeah, there's like mid, maybe Bobby Lashley. Maybe Bobby Lashley. Maybe. I don't think so. Uh, maybe LA Knight. Because uh, he's not... A distinct he, possibility yeah that's that, that's probably our best chance because i don't think he's going near the world title picture because that's just gotten really crowded yeah no that's that's probably where you're gonna see it you're that's probably right okay was the logan paul promo better than the the kevin owens and santos match oh that's a great question i i i, I, I don't know if i could answer that I think they're both great. I think this whole yeah. segment is like this is I think this may be one of those smackdowns where like most of this was really good. This was almost they try to market it like a PLE. I kind of feel like it was a PLE style smackdown. Yeah, I I would agree 100% with that. Just like PLEs and it was full of recaps and commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we get our speaking of recaps. There's there's there a throw a segment. Hey, how about let's have a Randy Orton recap. So let's call that recap too. New year, new sound effect, and but same old SmackDown. We we get the recaps. That's why, I mean, when you messaged me and said, hey, I'm starting the show a little bit late, I was like, don't be silly, Greg. You'll catch up. Oh, and I, I was doing not too bad until I had tech issues. So Bobby and the kids come out to celebrate New Year's and give us the resolution. Sure. And they have to stall in the ring for a very long time because when we come back, we're actually back in with my least favorite tag team of the year, A-Town Down. And this leads to them comforting Logan Paul as he got punched in the face. Oh, and Cameron Grimes is there. So we set up a match with Cameron Grimes. I thought later today, but no, no, we have to, we're building up Karen Gri Cameron Grimes and Grayson Waller for a whole week. Yeah, you're going to be in such a good mood next week. I feel so bad for Cameron Grimes. He is yeah. so a good wrestler, but he's not. He's about a foot too short. Yeah, you're you're gonna shit on that so much next week. I'm it's just, not gonna be funny. I I'm just annoyed. Grayson Waller is gonna get a push, and he deserves one. But so does Cameron Grimes, and yeah, um, I feel I'm trying to remember what Cameron Grimes' indie name was. Keith, I think it was. It's not Keith Lee. It was like 
it is a Lee. He's one of the Lees. So I think Lee is returning back to the Indy soon because yeah, I have I have lost hope that WWE knows what to do with him. Um uh Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee back in the impact zone. All right, Daddy Lashley and the kids are in the ring and they have decided to make New Year's resolutions and they're going to basically take the fight to everybody. Bobby and Montez and everybody are going after gold this year. The Street Profits want the tag titles and Bobby's officially entering the Royal Rumble. Were you surprised by this, Greg? Uh, No, not surprised at all by this, but I'm starting to get a little bit... um annoyed by everyone's new everyone's resolution this year is to get gold well it's if if you're not trying to win the title then you earn the wrong one i guess but i mean it's it's the exact same story that we got from uh that we're going to get in five minutes time when we talk about uh, damage control and it's the same story we're going to get when we talk about bianca belair later and it's the same story we're going to talk about when we get to you know Yes, but I believe that we can get to Bobby. I have more belief that Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits have a chance to win a title this year than I do, I don't know, several of the people you mentioned. Fair. And definitely more than the other people in this segment. Because who comes out but Carry On Cross, Greg's favorite, the gimmick that keeps on giving. Go ahead, Uh, Greg. Okay. So you're sat down. I didn't hate this. Wait, what? Yeah, I didn't hate this. Yeah, Brad's now having a coughing thing. I, I did choked. Yeah, I know. I know. I I don't know if it's and the new look that they have with with Carry On Cross right now. Um, oh, I don't, oh, 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 I'm not talking about Scarlett's new look either, Brad. Yeah, I knew I knew that's where you were going. Um it it's this is different and I'm going to give it some time before I make a judgment on this. But the AOP tie-in and Paul Ellering back, um yeah, this could be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I'm going to give it a few weeks till I completely shit on car- carry on cross again. If these guys had like if you saw them come down on motorbikes or they they kind of remind me this reminds me of a version of LOD like a faction like that it's it they look super cool as a group and having Eller and cut some promos and interject in with the carrying cross thing may actually work for them the only thing i'm not sure i like about it yet and again i'm going to give it some time is that AOP and Carry On Cross are both looking like um, muscle-bound guys from the gym. Like, that's the physical look of all of them. And it just seems like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm, I might get shit for saying this, but I will. It seems very much like a Tony Khan um, stable that was thrown together. So, I don't know. We'll wait. We'll see. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. I will, um, I will tell you. I do you, have some uh, concerns there. I do like the fact that we keep building up trios. Yep. Because yep. we have Bobby and his kids. That's a trio. Yep. We have, I'm waiting for Seamus to come back and add to that, add to the Brawling Brutes 2.0. Yep. 
we have, you know, we have Grayson Waller and A-Town down under. It looks like they're going to be with Logan Paul. Yeah, so. Uh, some combination of both Santos's LWO and the original LWO. Yep. Like, it's it's a little bit of gang well, warfare. Carlito, Carlito can can fill that spot now with the, the old LWO, right? Yeah, while Ray's healing up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's I love these six-man tags that they can mix in. It's funny. I think there are more six-man units in WWE where there's no title than in AEW where there is one. What? And that's just the SmackDown scene. I was actually thinking about this as we were watching the show. We have a ton more tag teams than we did six months ago. Yeah. Yep. We do, and, and we, I, you know what? I think it's almost like it's a new year, and we took um, maybe we made some resolutions, and our resolution was to be less of dickheads towards this. Okay, last question: Super Collider. I forgot how cool that was. It wasn't just me that that double the power bomb where they smashed them off the backs of each other and then power bomb them. Uh, see, I'm not a huge fan. Okay, how about carrying crosses, pump handle into a version like a modified F5. That was interesting. I felt bad for Bobby because he took that one right on the, his forehead. Like that one, like that one was kind of a, a rough one. Yeah, the the uh, collider thing. It just is like, all right, is got, this like, actually doing anything? Yeah, like does does that actually hurt? Right, like they were they weren't using much pressure, or much force to to smack one you know both sets of guys into each other's backs and then just drop them down on a body slam um yeah it's it's i don't there's there's a lot of stuff we saw on tv tonight that are better finishers than that um and and i know it doesn't make sense like you know you see aj styles in that 450 you'll see that a little bit later we'll talk about that but I mean, there's a lot of things that we saw on TV tonight that could have been a, a good finisher in a match. And this to me is just kind of there. Um, I'm not even sure it really looks that cool, but it's there. Okay, so put a pin in that because I think there are two moves in our next match that were better than that. But before okay. we can get to that match, we have to talk about AJ Styles and why he's turned into a brooding teenager with recap number three. So if you missed it, AJ basically went through his goth emo phase while we were while we were on holidays. Yeah. Yeah, and I did miss that because yeah. Oh, I watched it and even then it doesn't make sense. So that's fine. Okay. Um We also find out why Meechin's getting a match, which you know coincidentally becomes recap number four. <laughs> that's worth going back to find that holiday women's street fight had a few sloppy moments but boy was it fun yeah i i have not seen that yet i will go back i did want to go back and check that out it would it it is early it is an early contender for my favorite women's match of next year interesting all right just because of all of it and it led to a meachin one um boy do i like the way that meachin and EO started with all the flips and the dive to the outside, which led to our commercial break. It was, they had great chemistry right from the hop. Yeah, they did. They did. This was, this was a, a decent little match. The code breaker, the seated code breaker where Meechin does like, has EO sitting in the corner on the middle rope and hits like, yeah, a version of the code breaker from the middle rope. That's a better finisher than the super collider. 
the do you mean the Styles Clash one? No, the the first one where she has her sitting in the middle ropes and she spreads uh, EO's left leg on on each one of the uh, her, she's like her legs are one on the left or on the right and and Meechin jumps up and hits a code breaker like a knees to the yeah, stomach. Yeah, right, yeah right, right. it looked it looked great just because the way the legs went to kind of wonky and I mean there was the the half crab was okay the German suplex on the edge of the apron that EO hits on Meechin is also great devastating just they had they had a dragon suplex in here by Meechin they like there was the hurricane rana that got turned into the middle rope styles clash that looked amazing yeah yeah Greg, that, that styles clash man oh man i mean it all did, leads up to where you think it's going to lead up that i mean it's going to lead to eo getting taking the advantage and hitting her over the moonsault although she missed one and hit knees first and then got it later in the match i just yeah I I was thoroughly impressed with Meechin. She needs more regular uh, interaction in the women's division. And Io is a star. Like, she just yeah. came off like a champ. Yeah, she, she, she did. She really did. And do you know what? The celebration after this match was like she won the title all over again. Like mm. she she just had that look and maybe it's you know going back to your your previous comments about this felt like a PLE. Maybe it was the PLE feel here, but that's all I could think of was when I saw her, you know, celebrating. It's almost just like she won that title all over again. So go back and watch listen first of all listen to Randy and Eric's review from our raw podcast which is here on the Sunday Night's Main Event Network. But also go back and watch. You have Becky Lynch versus Nia, which is a pretty good match. You have the women's match between with Rhea Ripley on Monday and this match. I like WWE put on three really good women's matches and two more on NXT this week. It was a stacked week for women's wrestling in the Fed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, dude. Okay, so you've been super positive on the show. So have I. Paul Heyman's now on the microphone and he comments about The Rock talking about how he just is clout chasing and if he wants relevance, he you have to go and challenge Roman Reigns when the only two ways in modern media is to date Taylor Swift or call out Roman Reigns. That's how you go viral, baby. And what did Cena do when he wanted to go viral? He called out Roman. What did Brock do? He called out Roman. Ever since Cody's lost... He, at WrestleMania last year, he's been calling out Roman to finish his story. And who, when he returns back to the company, CM Punk, who is my original guy, who I then went from a best friend to an advocate. And then I upgraded from an advocate to a wise man. And even he's calling him out. And it doesn't matter who wins the triple threat tonight because they're going to get smashed in the Royal Rumble. It doesn't matter who challenges Roman at WrestleMania. They're going to get smashed and all... Sit at the feet of one man, Roman Reigns. As I put my hands together and look up at this at the sky. Yes. Paul Heyman. Like, yes, the shtick is getting old, but boy oh boy. He can still uh cut a promo. So even if you don't care about the story, you can care about Paul Heyman's promo. Yeah. Man, this was a good smackdown. Like, we are we are like coasting through this episode, but we are talking about this. So at this point, Greg, as I see that Pretty Deadly comes out and they're going to wrestle Brooch and we get the commercial break, I write, well, out comes Sheamus in my notes. 
and I was shocked. You were, in fact. I was not. So did you see a spoiler, or was oh were no, you I got I got I got a spoiler. So where did you get your spoiler today? Oh, I I got I, I got my uh, SmackDown rundown from uh, our friends at uh, Fightful Select. So you knew that we were getting a reunion of, like I they're not. I, like it's a version of British Strong Style, but Trent is in British Strong Style and he's not with the company anymore. No, no, he is not. So they're gonna have to come up with a new name for this because they can't call it British Strong Style if Seamus is in there. Because don't think you're allowed to call the Irish guy a Brit. No, no, you're not. It's a good way to get punched in the face. It is, in fact. It is, in fact. Um, yeah, this was. Uh... Yeah, so so we have Butch because uh, you know we still haven't changed him back to Pete Dunn, um, and we have uh, you know Tyler Bate with the this new long hair hippie um, look. Yeah, I don't. I really hated Tyler Bate's look tonight. One, it looked like he was wearing tidy whities in the ring. Um, and and yeah, but two, the, the his look is not doesn't look great it doesn't look menacing it looks like generic 80s wrestler from superstars so i'm gonna i'm gonna come well let's finish this match them we did miss there was the there was a damage control bianca so you want which one okay yeah we'll go back to that yeah he does have a weird look but he was great tonight and i know i commented on the board now that the other Dunn has left WWE, can we get back to calling him Pete Dunn? <laughs> That's a great, great line. Um, yeah, I doubt it. So British Strong Style happens. Kevin Patrick's like, well, Tyler Bates is struggling. No, he is getting ready to do his crazy acrobatics. This was a great display for great uh, UK wrestlers who put on a British strong style match and you got acrobatics. You got that flip that Tyler Bates did off the top rope where he based and used um, Butch to, to change his direction just a little bit. That was a great bit of tumbling. The Vancouver crowd comes alive with the airplane spin. I also said Butch's knuckle manipulation in this was great. There, the combination... Uh, suplex springboard clothesline that they did, which is rare a British Strong Styles finisher or a Mustache Mountains finisher. And then finally, pre- pretty deadly cheating to try and win. But they hit a version of, they had a double Tyler Driver 97, like a combination of Tyler Dri- Tyler's finisher. And it's called yeah. a Tyler Driver 97, Greg, because that was the year he was born. And that makes me feel old. I knew it would. But yeah, um, Mustache Mountain, so, British Strong so, Style. I don't care what you call them. These guys, the UK OGs, they were great. Uh, as you kept, like, as they kept saying Tyler Driver 97, I wasn't sure uh, because I, I, you know, I'll admit I don't get the chance to watch a lot of NXT. I definitely didn't watch the NXT UK. I wasn't sure if this was some sort of shot at, like, the Meltzer <laughs> Driver. Um, but I, I but WWEing it, so that's why I was like, ah, that's funny. I got to remember to ask Brad about that. So he he does. Um, it's like the old Pearl River plunge, but yeah. he does it way faster, and it yeah. looks way better. And you're more less likely to be dropped on the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, fair. 
So this was, this is another great match. And yeah, I feel bad for Pretty Deadly losing, but I love the fact that this tag division, Street Profits, AOP, you you have um, some version of the bloodline kicking around. You have the, whatever we're calling the new British strong style guys. Like there's some great tag teams kicking around here on, oh, well, and two versions of the LWO. Like we basically have a full tag division. We do. And uh, when the worst team is probably AOP, just because they're kind of clunky, but they yeah. suit their purpose, we got, yeah. And that's not counting like, let's throw two random people together and mix their theme songs up and call them something. Yeah. The only way I'd be more excited is if we had Miz and R-Truth over on this brand and they were and we got a reunion of Awesome Truth. Oh, man. Don't tempt me with stuff like that. That would be so great. Okay, so before this match, though, in between the entrances, we did have that damage control bit where Greg's personal favorite... I Like, why is she so, so dumb? Why did... And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way because Bailey's talking about her plan and Bianca interrupts her. Why is Bianca facing up with five members of damage control? Yeah, that, that's dumb, dumb move. The fact they didn't beat her up right then and there makes them dumb, dumbs this week, though. Yeah, all right. That's fair, too. They, like, well, this is Bailey's problem. She's got to take care of it. And then they let her, it's like, you morons, there's five of you. And even if all Dakota Kai can do is yell, there's four of you, you and one of her. Yeah, just kick her ass. Yeah, just like throw her into the, we've seen it a million times. Throw, attack her in the back, throw her into the, some of the cases there, slam the doors, slam something on her ankle, and then she's gone. Yeah, I don't know. Take her to the NXT parking lot if that's what it takes. Well, that would make too much sense. Yeah, that, that's that's actually not the worst idea I've ever heard either. Okay, so our, our last big recap of the night is L. A night. I, well, you were expecting a yeah in there, weren't you? No. Oh, okay. I thought about putting the yeah in before that, but yeah, he was great. That was a great entrance uh, and recap setting up the main event. Okay, and then there's a crap load of stuff that's going to happen next week. Like, we are going to get matches galore next week that are already preset, including the LWO Tag Team Civil War Grayson Waller's going to beat up some poor jabron and a whole bunch of other stuff. This main event, I, first of all, I was like, this is going to be a great match. Secondly, I I had the fear now that we are going to, that the Royal Rumble is going to run 30 minutes long already. I've already gone and checked my DVR and, and, and altered it. You think it's going to, you're going to need an extra 30 minutes on it? At least 30. I would say that's probably not a bad decision. Well, I mean, I you know, we're going to spoil, we'll talk a little bit about the end of this, but that was my joke coming into this was if Roman Reigns and Randy Orton are in this main event at the Royal Rumble, there's going to need to be 30 minutes extra on the PLE because they're going to take 30 extra minutes to walk down the aisle and do both their entrances. Okay. Put a pin in that because I have thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I actually almost fell out of my chair. So put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. So uh, we have the crowd losing at Valley Night for every strike. And then out of nowhere, Randy attacks while they're on the outside. And 
Corey Graves, never turn your back on the Viper. That's taken 20 years for wrestlers in WWE to learn, and nobody really has. There is a great DDT by Randy in this where he just spikes AJ. And that conflict leads to a commercial break. Back for commercial. It's AJ who's dominating. LA Knight is just every punch. The crowd is with him. And he hits blunt force trauma on Randy. But that only gets two because AJ is smart enough to stop the ref from counting. That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. And I wonder if somebody's paying a fine for blood because I'm pretty sure AJ opened uh, LA Night up hard way, like he, intentionally yeah. with those elbows. Um, I don't know if it's intentional, but man, oh man, he, he did get busted open good. And AJ's 450 off uh, the springboard 450 was just brilliant. It looked beautiful, fantastic. Then when Orton comes in and hits the RKO and we're going to get another three count, but this time it's LA Knight pulling the ref out. It was, and I like how, I mean, the whole time we, I was going to, I almost said Adam Pierce, but we have Nick Aldis as our GM and he's there Mm -hmm. in his beautiful blue suit and he's just shrugging like, dude, it's no DQ. What am I going to do? Like, yeah, the refs, the ref knew what he was signing up for. And before we can get a, a definitive winner and the ref can get back up, like somebody book a Randy book a match for the bloodline because there's some, it's almost like they're sitting in the back, Greg, going, there's no DQ in this match. Oh, we know how to fix this. Here we go. Yeah. So <laughs> this this is when we have, a, a, and I think we'll have to go and consult with Guinness World Record here, but I believe this is the fastest on record we've ever seen Roman Reigns leave from the entranceway to get to the ring. It's almost like he had something to do or they're running out of time. He wind sprinted to the ring in Roman Reigns standards. Yeah, it it was incredible. They were very fast coming on there and you knew it was coming. But even how we got to that was very good tonight because basically yeah. the bloodline beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah. They're, they they beat down AJ, Randy, and LA Knight. And Roman's celebrating with his like a drunken frat boy in the ring. And Paul Heyman's grinning from ear to ear on the outside. And the camera just pans over. There's Nick Aldis. And he's got this look on his face. And he tries to get Paul's attention. And Paul like, hey, like, what are you doing? And then Nick Aldis, just loud enough so that the camera can hear. Hey, when he's done celebrating, you tell him congratulations. He just earned himself a fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble, and Nicole just casually walks away. Yeah, and that was just great, right? Like, just absolutely great. I feel bad for those who are in attendance there tonight because they didn't hear this, right? So I, I just, yeah, that's it sucks for them. I get it. But yeah, damn, I, this was so good. I hope what happened was after the beatdown, Paul gets on the microphone and he complains about this. Roman then goes up the ramp chasing Nick Aldis, yelling at him. And he goes, hey, guess what? Looks like your three opponents are back up and on their feet. So bloodline, you go back to the ring and you can face off against uh, Randy, LA Knight, and AJ yeah. in a six-man. Yeah. 
which would be great. And because because we all know how those those end. Jimmy gets pinned. The end. Yeah. And then yep. Jimmy and then Jimmy does the greatest selling in wrestling today, where he gets he eats a finisher or multiple finishers and just doesn't move. And just just is there for like hours. <laughs> they roll him up afterwards. They put him in the canvas and they roll him up. Yeah. Greg, oh my gosh. You know, I think some people probably think we're old curmudgeons, but yeah. I think this might be the most long version. I think we may have lost our scissors since we moved to 2024. I, do you know what? I, I, hmm, there's one thing that I think I would cut here. Oh, well, since we're going to start talking about cutting and how to more efficiently watch your favorite episode of SmackDown, let's take it to the synopsis. This is your SmackDown synopsis. Big Voice is there. Ms. Big Voice, thank you for queuing up the SmackDown synopsis. Greg, new year, new you. You're not feeling 100 but you're in a pretty good mood. Let's I go am. back through this episode of SmackDown. Do we keep the Rock promo off the start? Uh, no, I think we can. I, I, I don't think we need that in there tonight. Do we even get keep bother keeping Roman Reigns arriving at the arena? Uh, do we keep Roman Reigns arriving at the arena? Um, no, no, let's not. How about Kevin Owens... Let's talk about the Kevin Owens and Santos. Do we keep the part at the beginning where we get the brawl between Angel and Humberto and the LWO? Uh, yes, because it takes out what we're going to see. So I, I'm okay with that. And you're good with this match? Or do you want to cut it down? Um, no, I think that... We can probably hmm, do we want to superstar this match? Um, no, I think we're gonna leave it just as it is. And how about the promo with Logan Paul afterwards? Um, yeah, no, that's gonna stay just as it is as well. So, the only thing I would say with all of this stuff is that we didn't need the like I, I always hate when they do the entrance going into the to the commercial. I know it's WWE style. Yeah. I I, I mean, there's got to be a different way to change stuff, and maybe with without Kevin Dunn around, we'll get a change. Not anytime soon, but at some point. What about the backstage stuff with Logan Paul and A Town Down Under and poor Cameron Grimes? Um, that backstage stuff can be cut. Okay. What about Daddy Lashley and his kids be and their whole run in with? The TikTok gang. Um, I think we can probably keep that, only because it will set up stuff for the future. So I'm I'm okay with that as is. Scarlet. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Kazoon tight. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Meechin and Eo Sky. I cannot believe we're like this. Is this might be a this is a very interesting one. This is staying in. Just wow. as it is. Yeah, the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Paul Heyman's promo. That'll stay. Okay. The I'm gonna put in the right here where we have the Bailey and Bianca interaction backstage, and you're getting Bianca in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's gonna be cut. Also, it bugs me when 
people just come out randomly declare, hey, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. Like, you know, so if that's the case, like, what's preventing, like, I don't know, um, who's one of the people that are on SmackDown but we never see at all? Sean C. the Adonis, because we totally forgot about his segment in the back talking to Nick Aldis. Whatever. Uh, I'm very interested to see if they're going to try and do a Shotzi, the Adonis. I hope he gets a good push because... Uh, I feel bad for that guy that like twice he's got to the main roster and twice he's had basically his entire faction blown up. Yeah. So, and he didn't do anything for the record twice. No. Yep. So what about Paul? So we did the Paul Heyman one pretty deadly versus British. We don't know what to call you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're going to keep this as it is. Yeah, I I really like out of all the matches tonight, this was one of my favorites, if not my favorite, just because of I you forget how dynamic Butch and well, sorry, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate are in the ring. They're right. just right. It's it's a it's not quite lucha, but it's that British tumbling style with the strikes and the and the tumbling and the it's just different. It totally yeah. stands out on this roster. No, it's it's great. It's absolutely great. Okay, let's go right to at this point, believe it or not, we're already at the main event. So, Greg, this is a tough one. Do you bother keeping this match, which was great? The crowd in Vancouver made this crowd made this thing awesome. They were with LA Knight, they were chanting for for uh Randy, and we even got the appropriate amount of hate for AJ Styles. We did, in fact. Do you keep it knowing that it's all for not. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm keeping it all. Including the Roman Reigns smug ass beatdown? Yep, because you need it for the Nick Aldis part at the very end. Boy, I love Nick Aldis. And boy, did we like this episode of SmackDown. Boy, I tell you, I, you know, when I when I did my best of picks and best uh, non-wrestling performer, um, yeah, Nick Aldis suit, boy, I tell you, I think I, I struck money on that pick this year. I think... He that suit is already that is already working on best non wrestling performer. Although if Scarlett keeps working on her outfits, we have to we have to. You think she might uh, come up? I think Scarlett. I think Nick Aldis suit and Scarlett's outfits are going to be in hot contention for best performers next year. Interesting. Interesting. I, also, let's be honest. Would it be an early contender for comeback of the year? Is Paul Ellering just being there and looking awesome? Uh, you know, quite a possibility. He, him being, that you forget, like, one of the things that made LOD so amazing was the stature of Paul Ellering. Like, it's not like the guy's tiny. He's pretty jacked for an old man. But his height, like, he just, and I, and now all I really want to see is either DY, uh, DIY, I almost did a Michael Cole and called him DYI. DIY <laughs> a, or British Strong Style or any combination of the LWO versus uh, AOP because those little guys versus those two big guys are going to be fantastic. Yeah, that I, I, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and we now have, like, if you look around SmackDown, we have a really good mid-card with a mix of veterans and some up-and-coming guys. We have, like, a main event scene with like six to eight guys that could be in for the title and a ton of tag teams. And then the women's division, I think is, I would put the women on, on our show against any combination of women 
on Raw, NXT, AEW. Like, I think we have, I think WWE on either Raw or SmackDown has a better women's division than all of AEW. And I know I'll get heat for that. But yeah, like, I, the, the women's matches this week on WWE programming were tremendous. They really were. They really were. Yep. So, Greg, can't, can't disagree with that, Brad. So, we are officially giving this uh, do not skip this episode of SmackDown review. Yep. That's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. absolutely, we are. Wow. So, new year, new positive attitudes, and a whole bunch of new shows here on the network. You are getting coverage from Japan with our new Japanese correspondents. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to Andre this week. He is, I've, I've been a fan since he joined. I've been a fan of Andre the person for many years, but yeah, him and Mel did a great show this week. You have a ton of stuff here. We are covering every, it's like, is there a show? We got you yes. covered. We and, got yeah. And there is, is there a ton of wrestling on this week? For, because Jap, Japan has decided, hey, we're going to put on a show every day. We're and apparently we're going to start talking about a bunch of stuff. Plus, you have the main show with Boris on Sundays, and our Super Sundays also include live audio wrestling. You get Raw, NXT. Steve Swift is switched territories again, but that's just as entertaining. I, I think I'd listen to Steve Swift get on and read a phone book, and I would probably still be thrilled. You would indeed. You would indeed. So, Greg, it. Is there anything you want to mention before we call it a night, or are you? Are we just going to be the positive pals for the for twenty fourteen? I think. Well, we're starting this year off as positive pals in twenty fourteen. I mean, uh, some other people may be very positive about this, but I, Bradley, am away next week on special assignment, uh, as you're well aware. So I will be. Um, I'll be. Uh, you know, a- away for for the week, but. Uh, I hope that you enjoy week number two of SmackDown. And and, I, uh, and I'm debating. I will. I am debating between two very good options. I know that Maddie is interested in sitting down and watching the Royal Rumble. I am also apparently having at least one set of friends over to watch the Royal Rumble with me as uh, former podcast guest uh, Mr. Jared Francis and his lovely wife Laura are going to come over and watch Royal Rumble with me. We used to watch – so when I used to do youth ministry on Sunday nights, we would actually come back to my house and just hang out every Sunday night, like for a couple hours and yeah. play pool or just just hang out. Whenever there was pay-per-view on, Jared and I tried to watch pay-per-view. It became the funniest thing because everybody else would just hang out. And Jared and I would like sit on one side of the room nerding out about like the pay-per-view. And it was – we were at the church levy this week and Jared comes in and he hasn't seen the, pay- and the, the stuff going down in AEW and all of the news of the week. And we just start chatting. And I have a flashback to when I met Jared – at university 20 something years ago when we were chatting wrestling in uh in the like 16 i guess it was 16 or 17 years ago talking wrestling oh it's gotta be 20 because i've been married for almost 20 since 20 plus years ago and yeah and like people going you guys watch that stuff and and we're like yeah and as soon as that person says that three more people come over (laughs) in the middle of a levy uh drinking some eggnog we are talking wrestling because wrestling unites friends from around the world. So it, it does in fact. So it, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I just wanted to give a couple of quick shout outs here uh, to Bob Kabor who cracked me up a couple times on our board 
uh, tonight. And then just some of the other people that were watching along with us. <coughs> Pardon me, Sal and Jay, who were, who were definitely watching along with us tonight. So guys, thank you for following along on the board. And thank you to all of our patrons. If you're interested in supporting this network, patreon.com slash SNME radio. For about a buck a week, you get a ton of content. And I hear, uh, I've heard like four or five times on podcasts, Boris is revamping to Patreon. So we are all in bated breath. We have no spoilers to give you on this. Greg, do no. you have any, no spoilers? No, I, I don't have spoilers. Me, me neither. And even if we did, we weren't giving them to you. Like, no. that's that's Boris's information to share. But yeah, check out the network this week. Come back and watch. And hopefully by next week, I'll have gotten this frog out of my throat. Uh, well, I, I hope that you have as good of a next week uh, watching the SmackDown as you did this week, Brad. Uh, I, I'll be back in a couple of weeks, uh, at least I hope. And uh, yeah, it uh, it should be fun. So, New Year... New Smack Daddies, but we're still the ones.